Hey guys, it's Charles. Are you a lazy millennial like me who doesn't have the time, energy, or work ethic to actually read a book? If so, you're in luck. Head over to audibletrial.com slash settingedge. That's audibletrial.com slash settingedge to get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash settingedge. Reading is for chumps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Setting the Edge podcast, number 58. I fucked it up already. Yeah, that was really uh, weird. Justice, <laughs> Justice Mosqueda, at J-O-M-O-S-Q. I'm here with my co-host, Charles McDonald. You can find him on Twitter, at 4Verts. Say what's up to people, Chuck. What's up? We're here with our week 10 uh, gambling picks of this just insanely ridiculous NFL season where absolutely nothing makes sense. And uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit again. I know we switched it up last week, and it was kind of an unorganized mess, but I think we're better served this time. So we're just going to start off with teams that matter, and then at the end we're going to uh, breeze through some of the teams that have pretty much been eliminated from the playoff race so far. And as we go through, we're going to sprinkle in the reader questions that kind of uh, relate to the teams that we're talking about. So let's just start right in with the Thursday night game the seattle seahawks are on the road against the arizona cardinals seattle is favored by five and a half points and we are both on the seahawks yeah uh super easy even though they're on the road um i, I don't know like just arizona's a horrible team man now, i'm gonna hit you with that heart hard analysis arizona's a bad team yeah they're awful uh I, drew stan is probably gonna get eaten alive behind that off do, do we know how adrian peterson happened other than like like bruce arians has to eat like i, I think what is it buddha baker isn't even playing really that much anymore no. like does bruce arians just have to like sit on first and second round investments so that like aging players can like have their lifeblood like between him and robert kadichi and adrian peterson just coming out of nowhere to have like leading the league in, in rushing over since he's been in arizona like what the fuck is going on i don't know uh but what's funny about the Seahawks is like their run defense hasn't been that great this year, which is kind of mm. surprising. And but, they're not really good at getting into the backfield this year either. Like their sacks and tackles for losses aren't really adding up like they used to be. Like that Sheldon uh, Richardson. Yeah, I think he's just having a down year. Yeah, he's, he's just he's just like he's had like three tackles for loss this year, and he had like thirty last year. So he, he's obviously having a bad year. Um, I talked about a couple other people who are having a bad year, and they ended up turning it around, like Muhammad Wilkerson. So if, if uh, Sheldon Richardson wants to come and have a breakout, um, that that's totally fine with me in this game. But, I mean, Arizona right now, how many teams in the NFC are – I mean, they just beat San Francisco, right? Yeah. Other than San Francisco, how many teams in the NFC are better are worse than Arizona? The next teams that have to come is, like, the Giants and the Buccaneers. I think I would still – like those teams more than Arizona, right? I would take Ryan Fitzpatrick over Arizona right now. Uh, I guess I would. I mean, at that point, it's just so bad that it doesn't even matter. But, uh, yeah, I think they're easily a bottom three team. It's like them, the 49ers, and the Giants all in their own tier of crap. So I, I just kind of think the uh, Seahawks get this one down the road. Um, one quick thing. Uh, you have now subscribed to Ryan Fitzpatrick Facts. Uh, do you know where Ryan Fitzpatrick ranks among quarterbacks and rushing yards since he entered the league? It's it's like top 10, isn't it? He is, let me count, seventh. It's Michael Vick, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Conk, Kaepernick, Alex Smith, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think that's like... 
that's like he's actually deceptive, deceptive fast or deceptive. He's got deceptive speed or deceptive athleticism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's actually the guy who like fucking surprises you. Where you're like, really him? I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, enough about Brian Fitzpatrick because we're gonna have to talk about him very briefly later. But yeah, Seahawks uh, to take this one on Thursday night. Uh, next game, the. New England Patriots at the Denver Broncos. The Patriots are seven and a half point five favorite. I'm taking the Patriots. You are teasing this with which game? Uh, I'll go ahead and just tease this. I'll tease. This is the Sunday night game. I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and tease it with the Monday night game, Miami Carolina. That's right. fine with me. I'm gonna drop it down to one and a half just because I think seven and a half on the road is kind of high. But New England in single score games is basically the easiest bet that you can make, you know, in your life and getting this down to one and a half against. Probably one of the worst, by far the worst teams in the NFL um, is is a blessing. We don't have many opportunities to bet against Brock Osweiler moving forward, and I think this is an amazing time to just kind of get it out of our system. Yeah, this I feel like this is the time of year where maybe the Patriots' defense isn't ever good on the season, but like after the bye week, I feel like they might figure something out a little bit there. And, and this is the first. This is a good first opponent off the bye week to kind of get your season back on track. You got Brock Osweiler. You got really no offensive line. And it's like a preseason game, basically. Yeah, and it just – it kind of feels like the Denver defense has quit, which I don't blame them. I mean – That's a bad team. It's a very bad team. And they knew that they haven't had a – I mean, John Elway let Brock Osweiler walk, and his now solution to it is starting Brock Osweiler. So that doesn't – like, that wouldn't instill confidence in me. Yeah, he's I – mean, the whole situation is just a mess. Um, next game is this is just real quick. One real quick, real quick. All right. So we did that that replacement that wins versus replacement value thing that I sent to you, and you were like, "What the fuck is this? How is this better than DVOA?" Right. Um, in it, the Broncos were the fourth worst team. So it's it's the last four teams are Denver, Cleveland, San Francisco, and Indianapolis. Like, what what how, are there any other teams that you would take over Denver in this in that situation? Because that seems kind of low. Because I feel like. It's seven and a half. Like I feel like there would be certain teams that New England would be ten point favorites against, right? And if they're if the Broncos are only the fourth worst team, I feel like we're getting value on that. You know, even if you don't tease it, I just think the tease is a lock. Honestly, I didn't need to find something else to, to tease stuff with. All right, uh, next game, the Miami Dolphins. Just at, don't answer the question. All yeah, right. I'm not <laughs> gonna answer the question. Uh, next game, <laughs> Miami Dolphins at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are an eight and a half point five favorite at home. I can't believe this is a Monday night game. This is trash. But uh, we're both teasing it down to two and a half point uh, to, to the Carolina favored by two and a half points. I think for me, it's just I trust the Panthers to beat the Dolphins at home. I just don't trust them to blow them out. Yeah, the the tease is the move eight and a half. I don't I don't feel that at all because I don't think this Carolina team is any good. I know right now. I think if the season ended right now, they would be like the sixth seed or something like that. But I think that's going to end up playing itself out. I think Seattle's going to end up in that sixth seed at some point. I just don't see it with this Carolina team. I mean, their offense is bad. They basically built their offense in the way that we feared that they would at the beginning of the year. Um, their defense is quietly productive, but, I mean, who cares, right? Who cares? Miami, obviously, um, Dejai was not the problem there. Nope. <laughs> but, I mean, the Panthers' schedule, it's not it, – it, it's it's manageable. They So they go they got the Dolphins at the Jets – at the Saints versus Vikings versus Packers versus Bucks and at the Falcons to close the season. So I mean, they they could nab that six spot just because they're playing some crappy teams. Let me see how many teams are they going to be favored against in the stretch. All right, so they're going to be favored against 
Are they even going to be favored against the Jets? Yeah, I think so. I think they'll be dogs against the Vikings. They'll be dogs against the Saints. They'll be favorites against the Packers. Favorites against. So they got one, two, three, four. That gets them to ten and six. Ten and six gets them to the playoffs. Yeah. Damn, the NFC is going to be fucking weird because the thing about the NFC is the wild cards are going to be super competitive, and then you look at the AFC and you're like, I none of you guys deserve this. None of you guys get to get 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 into the playoffs other than the guys who are in the lead for the division right now. Yeah, we're, I think. I mean, the, I don't think the Dolphins will make the playoffs because the, the the way that they're playing doesn't. It's, Dude, it's, it's either they're the, awful. They're awful. The Titans right now would be the five seed. Um, in my opinion, uh, the six seed will basically come down to Baltimore. Miami and uh, who's the other team? Oakland. I don't want like, to see any. All of those teams are all those teams are horrible. Like the the AFC wild card is going to be disgusting because one of those teams is going to either walk into those teams are going to walk into Jacksonville's defense as a buzzsaw, the New England Patriots with Tom Brady playing at at a you know uh, MVP level, Alex Smith right behind him, or the Pittsburgh Steelers, which might be like if you're talking about all around team, they're probably the best like specific all around team in the league. So, like, any of those teams are just going to rip the heads off of whoever the six and five seeds are going to be on the road. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, this Apes, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch that wild card game because I know it's going to be some bad football. The three versus six is going to be awful. It's going to be gross. Just watch the a- NFC games. Just drink during the AFC games, play a drinking game, watch the NFC games. Hopefully they'll be playing at night. Yep. Uh, so, the next game, we have the New Orleans Saints on the road against the Buffalo Bills. The Saints our three-point favorite on the road, and we were both teasing this to Buffalo plus nine. Uh, I I still like Buffalo as a good team, and I think if you can get them at nine points at home, that just seems like a, a pretty safe bet. Yeah, and what New Orleans is doing right now is kind of unsustainable. I mean, they lost the first two games of the year by multiple scores, and then they've won the next six, I want to say, by multiple scores. Like. Since week three, there's been no team that's been playing at the high, at, as high at a, of a level as New Orleans Saints are right now. Um, but not, if we could tease this to nine points, Buffalo, I mean, that would be 15 points if it, were, if it were in New Orleans. That's that's just a lot of points, man. Like, I think Buffalo's a respectable team. Yeah, so do I. And uh, you know, That's our sixth seed team is Buffalo. That's the team that needs oh, to get yeah, in that, there. That, but they, they have health schedule. Like, I remember you guys have been linking this in, in our group chat. Like, you and Eric have been like, dude, there's no way Buffalo escapes this thing with, like, three more wins. Like, three more wins is where Buffalo's going to be. Yeah, they're going to be, like, eight and eight. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But, like, they – they they I mean, they can beat the Saints on Sunday. Like, they're, they're talented enough to. But it's a it's a B schedule, man. Dude, I don't know. I'm very close to saying New Orleans is the best team in the league. I don't like, know. I, I, I low-key low think that. Like, I think, like, one more week of them kicking someone in the face and I'm there. I still like the Eagles. I like that defense. Uh, I think that their their defensive lines can take over a game. We haven't really seen the Saints defensive line take over a game. We've seen like Cam Jordan take over a game and Marshawn Lattimore take over a game, but like the Eagles are too deep on the defensive line. Dude, uh, David Oyamata and uh, Alex Okafor are like top twenty in tackles for loss right now, or tackles for loss and sacks. Um, that, I I have no idea how that's happening. Like I watched it on film. David Oyamata is not even playing that many snaps. I don't know what's going on. Like, New Orleans just kind of found two defensive linemen off the trash heap. Yeah, and I've, I actually went back and watched because I was wondering, like, what, what the hell is happening to Sheldon Rankins. And, like, he's not playing bad. He's, like, he he's he's kind of like what Grady Jarrett was when he first got into the league where he was, 
a, a guy who would get penetration but wouldn't finish, and you just kind of gotta yeah. hope he does. He makes the next steps. Well, uh, he he looked good last year, and he looked good in the preseason. It's not like he can't do it. It's just yeah, he, for whatever reason, looked, it's just not landing right now. He's looked better the past two weeks, so maybe he was right. hurt. Uh, the next game, the Dallas Cowboys at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are three point favorites, and we're both on the Cowboys. I mean, the Falcons they stink. Game right of now. the week. Game of the week, my Cowboys. Um, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than that. Uh, Dak is better than than uh, Matt Ryan right now. Yeah. Um, we had this conversation in our group chat today. Uh, how many quarterbacks would you take over Dak Prescott to start a year if like everyone was healthy? And I think we settled on uh, the easy the easy calls are Breeze, Brady, Rodgers, and then after that it becomes a question, which means if it becomes a question and someone calls you on the phone, you're hanging up the phone. Like you don't even think about it. So if you have if you have Dak at quarterback, I don't think you trade him for anyone else other than those three. Yep, I'm with you. He's he's incredible, and just I I just don't see how Atlanta plays well in this game because it's funny if you look at their uh, points per half. Last time I checked, it was before last week's game. I'm sure it wouldn't change after the atrocity that happened in the second half versus Carolina, but they are seventh in first half scoring and 28th in second half scoring. <laughs> which means the script. Right. The so script, so and and you I mean if you watch them you can see like when the script ends their offense becomes just very jittery and they're all over the place. Like they'll go from iso to empty to pistol like it, it, there's nothing builds off of each other. It's all just very disorganized. So so who, who do you who do you get so Falcons fans obviously are talking about rumors, right? About offensive coordinator rumors. Um if it's not uh, what's his name, Lafleur, who's the offensive coordinator with the Rams right now, but is not calling plays, and used to be the quarterback coach of the Falcons. What guys like? What What are the hot names that Atlanta Falcons fans want at want at OC for next year if Sark is going to be gone? Well, right now it's uh, Kubiak, obviously, because you know right. Kubiak, used Lombardi. Coach, Kubiak used to coach Shanahan, and uh, you know Kubiak is apparently wanting to get back into coaching with a team that has a good quarterback and kind of a setup uh offense and you know with the way that they ran that offense last year Kubiak could step right in and they could be pretty successful at that and then uh I think the other name is Hugh Jackson because who knows what the hell is going to happen there in Cleveland it's a mess though uh garbage would it would you be did you see see what Hugh said did you hear what Hugh said this week we get one of these every fucking week from Hugh Jackson um so Josh Josh Gordon got reinstated right yeah and uh, in, like, the opening press conference, he said something about, like, no, nah, he seems genuine. Like, I, I can tell fake people or some shit like that. <laughs> like, after after he's been dragging his quarterback through the fucking mud for two, the better part of two months. It's just a, it's a mess. I wouldn't – would you be – how surprised would you be if everybody got canned in that situation? I just knowing I think, Jimmy Haslam. I don't think the I don't I don't think that front office gets fired that fast. I do think that whatever whoever the Browns hire hire to be their head coach right now currently is making fun of them in the room that he's in. Right. So like that often that 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 front office is going to be gone. Like I feel like whoever takes that job number one priority is going to be like all right because this is the thing about Browns fans right now is Browns fans fucking hate Hugh Jackson because he goes and tells allegedly tells. Mike Silver, all this stuff, right? Like gives him gives him all the scoops, everything. Dude, if you're the new head coach of the Cleveland Browns, the first thing you do is you get in and you you just like just smooth in with the media and try to get that front office out of the paint like instantly. Yep. You, know, I kind of wonder if they could take a swing, like uh, 
on Matt LaFleur, just because if you've seen the way he was kind of handled a lot of that crap where they, you know, where he just doesn't know how to handle these young players and treat them fragilely, I think Matt LaFleur would be uh, a really good option for them just because he was, see, so he was uh, with the Redskins when they drafted RG3 and Kirk Cousins. He was with the Texans for Matt Schaub. He got the best year out of Everett Golson at Notre Dame and convinced Florida State that he was good. And he was with the Falcons last year, and now he's with, the Rams like he's worked with young quarterbacks old quarterbacks he's been on like he's got like the best resume by far yeah he's been like really all over the place and worked with every team from you know Super Bowl caliber last year to uh rebuilding with Washington as they went up and traded for RG3 and now he's with the Rams so I just feel like a guy with that kind of experience maybe he he hasn't been a uh a a play caller per se because McVay is calling the plays right now but just the, with all the background he has and the way that he's been around kids and has been successful with kids, I feel like that would be the hire you want to make. And I have an, I have another name for you. What? Uh, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> or Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> we'll, we'll swap. Look, because the thing is, if, if Steve Sarkeesian comes to Green Bay, they'll get him out of the paint instantly. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take that more. I'll take that for more than like four more years of Mike McCarthy purgatory. Yeah, uh, so let's just move. I think we got lost there a little bit, but next game. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at the Indianapolis Colts. The Steelers are a 10-point favorite on the road. You are teasing this down to uh, Indianapolis plus 16. I'm just taking Pittsburgh straight up. Uh, I, I think Pittsburgh is just going to dominate them. Uh, if you- that's, just, that's a lot of points. That's, that's my analysis for this. Um, but it is like the worst matchup. I did the... Uh, what do we have? It's like pass, passing Wednesday is what I'm doing. It's like the NEA adjusted numbers for offense and defense, basically like passing efficiency for offense and defense. By far the worst matchup in this week is uh, Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. Like they're they're just going to get their face kicked in. Um, Indianapolis just is not good. Uh, someone is someone is telling lies in Indianapolis about Andrew Luck. So we're, we try to I, – I, we talked about this before the pod. Um we think someone's lying to Jim Irsay, right? Like that's the only way that he would react the way that he he did, where he says it's all in Andrew Luck's head. Like someone just does not want to be the messenger, the bearer of bad news. Yeah, I think so. And that's gonna be interesting because what if what if he ends up being like the Breeze, the new Breeze, where he goes to like Arizona or something, and just balls out. Dude, that or he could be Dante Culpepper. Yeah. Like it's gonna it's gonna go one of two ways. Like it it's either not gonna be good or it's gonna be great for someone. But they can't even move away from that contract right now, can they? No. It, I'm gonna it, look up the number right now. But I mean, just because there's no there's no way they they can move that contract after they gave that much money to yeah, him. But I feel pretty comfortable taking Pittsburgh minus ten, just because like if you just run through some of these uh, numbers we have on the site for the Colts defense, they just remember they lost Henry Anderson to IR today. Yeah. So uh, I think they're down. They're down Malik Hooker, Vontae Davis, and Henry Anderson. So they are 28th in uh, a in, uh, adjusted net yards per attempt value. They are 25th in sack percentage value. 23rd in tackle for loss percentage value. 32nd by a very wide margin in points per play value. 16th in turnover percentage value. 31st in yards percentage value. And 28th in first down percentage value. So I mean, this is a horrific defense. Uh, going up, they are bad. Everyone off. other than Jacoby Brissett and T.Y. Hilton is bad, and maybe Marlon Mack now. Yeah, and it's not like like, I, and I, I think sometimes uh, Pittsburgh's season has been like their offensive season. They face a lot of good uh, defenses this year. Like I, I think that 
like the, the numbers on our site kind of just reflect the raw stats because they're not really uh, they're not adjusted for competition sometimes. But the they're they have a top five offense per DVOA. They've played a really tough slate of defenses. I think they just light them up. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you, man. The Colts are probably one of the worst teams. Like I said, um, that that team values wins thing, right? The Colts are the worst team in that. So like in terms of being able to keep it keep it close in games against respectable opponents, the Indianapolis Colts are the worst. Oh my God, what are you doing? Oh, my dog had something in you his mouth. Beating a pinata? No, it was a bag. My dog has mouth. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's let's move on. We spent way too much time talking about the Colts. Yeah. Uh, next game. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Washington Redskins. The Vikings are a one-point favorite, and we are both on the Vikings. I I like this Vikings team off a of bye. Uh, their offensive line is playing way better than last year, and I'm I'm really interested to see what happens with this quarterback situation. I I don't think Teddy will play this week, but he was a full participant in practice today. Uh, he's going to be active. They put Sam Bradford on IR. So it's kind of crazy that, that Teddy had that catastrophic knee injury and they ended up trading a first-round pick for Sam Bradford, and now he's kind of like walking right back into a starting role. Yeah, I mean, right now, like the the team that's going to win the NFC North by a good margin is a team that has a third-string quarterback in and a backup running back. And like they're by far like a top-five team in the NFL, I would probably say. Um, that's just kind of incredible. Like so – does Kate okay? So you're just ripping it away from Case Keenum anyway. Like no matter what, you want T- Teddy to start by week 17 going into playoffs. Uh, I want him to start as soon as possible. Okay, because <laughs> I think I think Case Keenum's done fine. Honestly, yeah, he's like, fine, I don't know what I, I don't know what Teddy, Teddy looks like, but that's fair. We don't know what he looks like, but I I for my own selfish reasons, I would like to see that happen. That's fine. Uh, shouts to the Washington Redskins, Super Bowl winning Washington Redskins. Somehow, like they're they're doing horrible, even though everyone projected them to do great. Um, but I record another loss, maybe by multiple scores again. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, next, the next game, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are a three and a half point favorite at home, and we are both on the Jaguars. Wasn't this game? Uh, was wasn't this game or the spread for this game like at seven when it first opened? I'll check it right now. I can tell you that. Jaguars to win the NFC or the AFC was like plus 1600 or something like that. And I'm looking at the Jaguars and I'm trying to figure out what team in the AFC is going to beat them by a significant amount. Um, this game opened up as a three and a half point line. Oh, it did? Okay. I guess I, I, I saw something on Twitter like on Sunday, but. Uh, the line it, you. Yeah. The, Leonard Fournette has not played since October 15th. So, you know, he's by the time that this game hits, he will have been rested for almost a month because they had the bye week. And then uh, he got benched last week for, I don't know, Doug Marone being the hard out. But he he hasn't played much. And I think he's going to feast on this defense. Uh, I don't trust Rivers against Jacksonville's pass defense at all. I, I think that this could get very ugly, uh, especially if they can get some pressure on him. So I, I like Jacksonville, honestly, to win big at home. Yeah, and the weird thing about the weird thing about the Chargers is they're not really so they're not giving up any sacks really, but they're getting tackled in the backfield and run plays all the time. And I would probably guess I haven't done a deep study on this, but I would probably guess that a lot of that just has to do with the fact that like Rivers is just getting the ball out of their hands real quick. Um, you can't do that with with Jalen Ramsey and AJ Poye. Like you kind of have to take a deep shot, unfortunately. And 
if that happens in that offensive line that they're kind of hiding, right? The offensive line that they're kind of hiding has to go one-on-one for the first time this year, and it's against these Jacksonville Jaguars, they're just going to die. Like, they just don't have the guys up to, to go toe-to-toe with these guys. No, and it's funny because the, the Chargers' offense, you know, like according to the update numbers, hasn't been bad per se. It's just the run game. Just the run, just the run game. The run game has been atrocious. Uh, the 31st in tackle for lost value. But they're fourth in sack percentage. Just to you, Anthony Lynn. Future, future Cleveland Browns head coach, Anthony Lynn. Yeah, but it's so funny looking at the Jags defense because, I mean, they are first in uh, adjusted net yards per attempt value by a mile, first in sack percentage value by a mile, first in points per play value by a mile, uh, and first down percentage value by a mile. So I, I just don't see how they get this done on the road. I, I like, I, I, I just want to see Jacks just take a shotgun to Phillip Rivers' head. Dude, there is no, there's not a team. You said, I think we talked about that. You said Pittsburgh is the team yeah. that Jacksonville should be scared of, but they already beat Pittsburgh. So I know, but like, I know, but I, 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 I don't understand what the what the Achilles heel in this Jacksonville team is. I no, understand I, that Blake Bortles isn't as aesthetic, but in terms of how efficient they're moving the ball in the passing game, they're above average, like slightly above average, but they're above average. There's certainly worse teams. There are certainly teams who have gone into the playoffs with a worse quarterback statistically than 2017 Blake Bortles and won a significant amount of games. Yeah, I, I just think that when you look at how many five interception games have been, there have been in like NFL history, those can kind of be a bit of an anomaly. And expect I just don't expect, if they do meet in the playoffs, uh, I just don't expect Ben Roethlisberger to have that bad a performance again. I, I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty close. Uh, but the next game is the Cleveland Browns at the Detroit Lions. The Lions are a 13-point favorite at home. You're taking Cleveland plus 13. I'm teasing this down to Detroit minus 7. Uh, so I think we're on the same page in this where we don't trust the Lions that, that much. <laughs> short, short week to win by two touchdowns. I don't trust the Lions to do that, but... Uh, this certainly is a horrible Cleveland Browns team. And this Detroit <laughs> Lions team, sort like 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 the worst that I've ever seen. Um, one, one in twenty three. Trust the process. <laughs> I, I can't I can't believe it. There's odds right now. You know how they have the first coach fired and stuff like that. I can't remember if it's Bet Online or Bovada because those are the two sites I end up using because um, I'm a mark. Uh, there is a prop about Sashi Brown and if he's going to be around by draft day. In Cleveland, which is like, okay, I, I don't know, man. Like Sashi Brown had that press conference this week where he was like, "Look, nothing actually matters. Everything just regresses to the mean." Like football, there's there's 16 games, bro. Like there's really not that much time to regress to the mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, one baseball team plays like as many games as the entire NFL season. Like every NFL team combined does in one season. So that's that's not a great situation to be in. I don't know, man. Like that type of like. Oh no, it'll sort itself out at some point, and we just need to keep trading picks. Like that's that type of like weird anti-culture mentality is like that had to be manifested under Gus Bradley in Jacksonville. Like there's no other way. Like that that doesn't happen. In fo- like no one thinks like that. You know, like, yeah, you, you play to see, win the game. Like you can tell it's killing Hugh. That like all that losing they're doing, it's it's killing them because he I mean, he tried to treat a second and a third for AJ McCarron. I don't. I still don't know really know what happened in that whole debacle but the Browns stink and what so we're going on the 25th game of this regime they're one in 23 and they they have a run defense yeah they have a run defense and an offensive line 
Yeah. Congrats. You and and you you paid a lot of money for all of it. Yeah, you have. It's not, it's not like those guys really came on discounts. Other than like, who's the biggest discount on that line? Larry Ogunjobi, who's like a rotational defensive tackle. And it's so funny because look, we always talk about uh, the way the NFL is moving, and I think that the the Jaguars and the Browns are like the perfect uh, case study. Like the, the Jags defense and Brown defense, like the perfect case study on how the NFL has changed. The Browns are first in tackle for loss percentage value and first in yards per rush value by a mile. Like they have, they have a really good run defense, points per play value, the 29th. And if you flip it the other way for the Jaguars, Jaguars are 19th in tackle for loss percentage value, 31st in yards per rush value, and by far the best defense in terms of points per play value. So in, in two, in two, in almost two seasons, uh, 23 losses, one win, you built something that doesn't even really matter that much in the end because if you can't defend the pass you're going to be a bad defense yep and that's one reason uh we should plug this i've I've been cutting videos of the quarterbacks for this quarterback class um we have what is it lamar jackson baker mayfield and josh rosen up right now and i think we're going to do situational cuts for uh like top one i'd I'd say probably top 100 prospects but i'm only going to do guys that like i'm not doing linebackers i'm not doing tight ends i'm not going to do running backs Uh, i'm just pretty much going to do guys who are you know contributing in the passing game in one way or another because those are the guys who end up mattering man like it's very easy to like like you you can look at by like yards per carry plus right which is our our metric for uh what running backs do beyond the line of scrimmage and it's like running game like Volume means more than anything else in the running game. Like the difference between the best running back in the league and the worst running back in the league isn't anything close to the best quarterback in the league or the be- or the the best or the worst quarterback in the league. And they get to touch the ball, you know, a billion times more. So running game, like it just really doesn't matter that much, man. Yeah, and if and if you even look at it uh, like through DVOA, the the first so the way that they do it, they have like percentages in. Uh, Obviously, like the more extreme on one side, either positive or negative, the higher, the, the better or worse it is. So uh, the Patriots have the number one pass defense, according to DVOA, with a 51.7% uh, amount of DVOA. The average, the 16th ranked pass defense is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have a 15.9% uh, uh, offensive pass DVOA or whatever you want to say. So that's about a 35-point drop from first to 16 and pass defense in uh pass in rush off uh, in rush offense the uh the Green Bay Packers have the number one rushing offense in the league with uh <laughs> yeah I know so with the 17 percent uh rushing Fuck offense and uh, Ty Montgomery baby yeah and the average is uh negative 9.8 percent with the Bears so that's about a 25 percent difference if I did my math there right uh, or, or twenty, close to twenty-seven. But you know, you got thirty-five to twenty-seven, and you can just kind of see how how valuable the passing game is. Uh, but we got sidetracked again talking. The Browns, they they just cause trouble on this podcast and everywhere. Uh, the next game is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Titans are a five-point favorite at home. You are taking the Bengals plus five. I'm staying away from this game. Why are you on the Bengals? Are the Titans any good? And this is coming from someone who picked them to win the AFC South and was a big fan of Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is clearly having the worst year of his career, which is funny because right now they're minus 110 to win the AFC South. So they're so they're basically even to win the AFC South. And Marcus Mariota is by far having his worst game of his career. Um, other than blowing out, I mean, they blew out Jacksonville, which was kind of surprising, but it was early in the year. 
and then they blew out the Colts, who we've you know we've said are absolutely horrible. Um, they got blown out by the Raiders, and that means a whole lot less than it did in Week One. They got be- they got blown out by the Texans, and they've kept it close with Seattle, who I'm not sure is good. Miami, who I think is super overrated. Cleveland Browns, who we've stated oh, several man. times, is was, the worst team in the football. <laughs> and then off of a bye, they kept it within a field goal of the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't think the Ravens are any good either. So um, they really haven't proven like shit to me since week two. And that's really basically all they've done. Um, yeah, but the so Bengals are, that's, that's the just Bengals are awful, play. though. The Bengals are awful at the same time. <sighs> I feel like they're less awful, though. And I get five points. Like the, the Titans aren't two points better or three points better than the Cincinnati Bengals on an even field. And like, I don't even know if Tennessee should be getting three points to for home field. Has, has anyone ever in their life been like Nashville is rocking right now? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I've never paid attention to Nashville in my life. All right. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Next game is the Houston Texans at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are a 12-point favorite at home. You're staying away. I'm taking the Rams all the way. This is actually one of my favorite bets of the week. I, I think that... Really? I, don't, I think the Rams are good, but that's... I don't know, man. That's just a lot of points. Dude, they, the Texans, they couldn't score on, on the Colts last week. Like, they... And now they're going up against one of the better defenses in the league. Yeah, I understand. I just feel like... And on the other side... I mean, ever since J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless got hurt, that past defense has been a complete joke too. So we're gonna. So this is what I want to say. We're going into week. This will be going into week eleven if they win, right? The Rams are going into week eleven with the lead in the AFC West, and they're still not favored. What What do we think of that? Because Vegas is going hard that they don't believe in the Rams, and they believe that the Seahawks are going to end up winning that division overall even though the Rams are getting all this respect and, you know, point spreads and stuff like that. So I have no idea. Like, what, what do you make of that? I'm in on the Rams, man. I, I think they're very legit. And also, I have a uh, question and answer coming out tomorrow with Stephanie Stradley of the uh, Houston Chronicle. Or I guess it'll be today since you're, reading, you're listening to this on Thursday. But uh, it's coming out. Reading it? Yeah. It's uh, a question and answer just on the Rams from a Houston Texans fan perspective, I guess, because I was <laughs> – a Houston Texans fan until Deshaun Watson got hurt. Now I'm a Jaguars fan. So uh, are you a Jaguars? Yeah. Have we sold? I, I think we're all in on the Jaguars. I think we're the biggest fans of Jacksonville outside of Jacksonville. Yeah, they're awesome. I I really hope they get it. And it, it would just be fun. It would be it would be perfect for in this season for the Jacksonville Jaguars to get to the Super Bowl. It would just be the perfect chaos season. I mean, um, I, I I've told I've told I said this several times, but I want Blake Bortles to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs as many times as Eli Manning did. Yeah, like for personal reasons. Uh, so let's hit a reader question or listener question real quick before we breeze through these last three games. Uh, this is from at Tweetlist Twenty. Uh, rank for the next five years: Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. I mean, Mitch is, mm, Mitch, mm, is mm. Mitch is very far, very easily the. the the fifth. I, I think I think Goff is firmly number four too. Like the first three, I think. Fuck. I would take it's Dak. Watson and Dak. It's Watson or Dak, and then Wentz is probably third, and then Goff and then Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, why would Trubisky's name even be there? He he's. he's I don't. There, there's a there's a big gap. There's a big gap between Goff three and Trubisky. four and four and five. I think. Yeah, the, the Trubisky. I don't I don't get why people are excited about him. He hasn't he hasn't done anything. 
He might be half decent. I mean, goddamn, the way some of these quarterbacks have bounced back this year, it like makes me yeah. wild to get shy about calling, just writing guys completely off. But uh, when Trubisky is throwing like I don't, I don't know. He'll have like to get right game. Like, like four passes a game, anyways. He, he against, <laughs> against the Packers, that's four touchdowns, bud. <laughs> uh, the next game is the uh, New York Jets at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Jets are a two and a half point favorite, and we're both on the Jets. I, I, it's so funny that in the in a tanking season, the Jets, but they're about to be five and four, heading into their bye, or are they about to, are they four and four right now? I think I think they're four and five, right now. Okay, yeah. Let's let's, let's look it up. Let's look it up. This is the uh, the, the Jets are four. This, and is, five. What, this is what the the podcast was paid for. They're four and five. Yeah, yeah. so they're gonna be five. They're gonna be five hundred. And that's Honestly, crazy. like, in a, in let's, a, let's talk. How many teams? So the teams that are going to win the division, right? I feel like we're pretty confident in the AFC teams that are going to win the division: Jacksonville, New England, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City, right? Yeah. Then we have Buffalo as the next team that we want to go into the playoffs, right? Are the Jets the next team? Are the Jets one of the six most exciting teams in the AFC? Oh my god. Um. The other options are like Baltimore, Miami, Tennessee. I mean, I, I think I'd rather watch Tennessee than the Jets, but I'm taking the Jets over Baltimore Fuck and Miami for, that. for sure. That's, that's, that team is – you see, this is how I know you haven't seen enough Tennessee football this year. I tried to watch – that you're saying wild shit like that. I tried to watch the, the Ravens-Titans game, but it was so bad I had to cut it off. I want you to for one quarter. I would just I want you to for one quarter sit down and watch Cincinnati Tennessee on Sunday. I don't care what quarter it is, but I want you to like sit and have to live tweet through an entire quarter of Cincinnati Tennessee. <sighs> All right. I'll do, well, I guess I'll do that since the Falcons have played before. Uh, we got the second and last game: the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. The Bears are a five and a half point favorite. You are taking the Bears. I'm teasing Green Bay to eleven and a half. Um. Yeah, I, I like I said, I don't really trust Mr. Bisky. I don't I don't know. I don't trust Brett Hundley either though. I'm just gonna tease it because eleven points seems like a lot for either it seems to cover right now. Brett Brett Tebow missing two wide open touchdown passes. That was against uh, the Detroit Lions. Like I've I've never seen a more wide like he was looking right at Jordy Nelson running up the seams and he took a sack. And then there was another one where they were running like a – they basically had a three-on-two downfield, wide open. Like so one of those receivers is wide open. Whoever you throw it to, all three of them might be open. And he took another sack, and he had Randall Cobb sprinting down the sideline with his hand up. Um, just ridiculous. It's like watching Tebow throw the ball, man. This is not fun. Honestly, Green Bay should run the triple option, dude. Like if they put Montgomery and Cobb as like the motion backs, right, and just have like Nelson – and Devontae Adams split outside as receiver. It's not like they have a tight end anymore. Yeah, just and fucking Martellus Bennett just got waves. So, like, why why not just run the fucking triple option? Just like, run honestly. As many, just get as many they're, places they're, you in, you can in a game. They're already the most efficient running game in football, man. Think yeah. about it if it gets souped up. Look, listen. I don't know, man. They're they're just a fucking trash football team. I think Chicago's gonna beat them by by a touchdown or more. Um, Chicago's gonna end up. They're gonna end up over five hundred after this, right? Um. I think they're gonna be five and four, which I don't think they're not in, in any sort of play for the NFC wild card. But they are gonna fuck up their draft their draft position. Yeah, at least at least I got the guy they think can be the quarterback. So uh, I guess you're not tripping too hard about that. Uh, but the final game is the New York Giants at the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are a two and a half point underdog at home, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, just thinking about how awful the 
the Giants have been. So I don't think I mean both these teams are so bad. They have one team. They have one win combined between the two of them. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this. But the Giants should not be favored on the road against any team. Yeah, and the weird thing is, I know at the beginning of the year they started what was it five games that they lost by a field goal or less or something like that. Yeah. Um, they they still are a team that is getting unlucky. Like obviously they they haven't won a single damn game, um, but they are a team that like statistically they're unlucky for having as many losses at the, as they've had. But the last couple of weeks they've been playing to that record. You know what I mean? They've been getting blown out for the first couple of times in the past couple of weeks. So um, this might be a Garoppolo game. If it's a Garoppolo, like if they said. If they said right now that C.J. Beathard was getting benched and Garoppolo was starting, I feel like the line would move up. But I feel like that could happen like after eight passes. Yeah, uh, I'm just not really interested in this game at all. If C.J. Beathard got oh, Mr. Shanahan. Yeah, I know. Mr. Shanahan. I, if, I'm not. I'm not here for C.J. Beathard anymore. He got, he dude, C.J. Beathard. He took 16 quarterback hits last weekend, and he got sacked five times. And this was on like 35 dropbacks. So it, it, it's it's not even worth really watching or talking about anymore so you want to run through the picks one more time yeah um i want you to look up while i do this i want you to look up cj bethard's nea and compare it to brett huntley's that's what i want okay um or seattle seahawks new england patriots uh carolina panthers buffalo bills dallas cowboys minnesota vikings jacksonville jaguars new york jets san francisco 49ers I'm taking the the Colts on a tease. You're taking Pittsburgh in that game as a 10 point favorite. Uh, we're both or we're oh lost my train of thought. Uh, I'm taking Cincinnati against Tennessee by five with uh, plus five. You're staying away from that. You're staying away from Houston, Los Angeles Rams, even though you're doing a Q and A about it. Or I'm staying away from oh wow. I got that confused. Yeah, I'm, we're doing oh oh I got hit spin cycle CTE. <laughs> oh, I'm confused. Um, you're taking Los Angeles Rams by 12 points against the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm taking the Chicago Bears by five and a half points. You're teasing, you're teasing Green Bay five. What? Did, can you get plus eleven? You got an extra point, half point on that. Yeah, I know. I, I, um, I, I <laughs> like you can't do math. We are we are a, a fucking mess right now. Yeah. So that that's basically it. We're teasing the teases are what are important. Uh, New England, Carolina, Buffalo, Indianapolis for you, for me, for you, Carolina, Buffalo, Detroit, Green Bay. We'll take a picture of this. I'll have it as my pin tweet for two days or something like that on my Twitter at J-U-M-O-S-Q. So you guys can have a little read along. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's conclude episode 58 of Sydney Edge. Don't watch some of these. Wow. You just, you're just going to, you're just going to leave me hanging on CJ Beathard against Brett Hundley. Oh, I, I looked it up. It was uh so CJ Beathard has a 3.86 and adjusted net yards per attempt. And Brett Hundley is at 2.75 tied. with. <laughs> I mean, fuck man. Let's get a quarterback. Let's draft, let's draft uh, Baker Mayfield. I'm just so glad that the Packers fans finally have something to complain about because it's been too sweet for you all for like 25 years. 13 screws, one for each world championship. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's going to conclude episode 58 of Send the Edge. We'll be back with episode 59 uh, probably Tuesday morning with Dominique Foxworth from ESPN. So that's that should be a lot of fun. Uh, adios.